Hey sis, welcome to Samara Barrett Ministries. I'm your host, Samara Barrett, and I am so excited to embark on this journey to wholeness with you. My ministry was designed to educate, equip, and empower women just like you to overcome addictions, abuse, and trauma through Christ-centered recovery. You can think of this podcast as an open, honest, and transparent space to unpack painful lived experiences while I attempt to answer some of your burning questions. So if you're ready to embark on this journey to wholeness, I'll see you in my next episode. Happy New Year, my beautiful sisterhood. I am so excited to be recording this episode. Literally, I just prayed, told the Lord, I want it to be an honest conversation and pressed record, literally. Like, I am super excited to just get on here, talk to you all for literally 10 minutes and be on our way so we can go on and enjoy the misery that is this pandemic. (laughs) Just kidding, but I hope you all are doing well out there. I hope you all are safe tucked away, quarantined, socially distanced. Honestly, I am praying for the well-being of every soul on this planet because it is looking real ghetto outside, okay? One of the pastors I follow, he says it's looking real, like 2022 is looking real ghetto outside, looking real Jesus is about to come back-ish outside because (laughs) what is our news cycle? You know, what is anything in this world right now literally anything could happen it would be like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're all so numb we're so numb so you know this is not a political podcast by any means so welcome back my dear sister so today i would love to just come before you and share some things that are on my heart i am super excited like i said to be walking into 2022 because it really for me for me and my channel and hopefully for the world signifies just a big pivot you know it signifies something new you know, the promise of something new, the promise of of starting over. I mean, I know it is just physically a calendar flip from one day to the next, but it's the mentality. You know, the, the new year is really a chance to press restart, refresh button, redo. You know, you can set new goals and, and aspirations and achievements for yourself and, and hit them. You know, it's it's like a reset. So we are all in desperate need of a reset health-wise, physically, mentally, spiritually, you name it, financially, globally, climate, environmentally, we need a reset. So we are here. We are praying. We are in the spirit. You know, if you have been called to pray and fast the first couple days, weeks of the year, we are in the spirit, you know, petitioning God to really help us reset as a people. You know what I mean? Help us reset as a people in him starting our year off boldly, unashamedly, and just irrevocably, <laughs> you know, in Jesus Christ. So if that is you, my sister, you are in the right place. So I do have a couple of announcements before I get into my quick word for today. I have been, okay, well, first of all, let me back up the tape, volunteer, Peace Corps, and Miracle. you all know the spiel. I've been saying it for weeks now. So we're moving past that. In 2022, I'll be making a different introduction of myself every episode, a different fun fact, you know. I am celebrating almost three months of entrepreneurship, of Christian entrepreneurship, and I've started to redefine what it means to be, you know, in this transition period right now, which means being the the founder and CEO, you know, of the ministry God has blessed me with. 
and starting my own business and all these fun projects he has me working on. So we are rebranding. Basically, we're in the midst of rebranding. And so I have changed, you know, I'm moving away from the South and toward a more neutral ministry name and, and purpose for, for my women out there who I'm trying to, who we are inspiring and empowering. So I prayerfully have decided to name the ministry. Are you ready? Drumroll, please. Healed Woman Ministries. What do you all think? I've been thinking about a name for at least the past month. I, I was not always committed to Samara Barrett Ministries. It's beautiful, but it's my name. And if I desire to reach any impact beyond myself, you know, when I eventually expire out of this skin suit, I still want my legacy to continue. So I wanted to move away from my name and name it something a little bit more neutral. So I've been writing down some names, thinking about my inspiration, you know, where in Isaiah chapter 61 verses one through three, where the Lord is saying the spirit of the Lord is upon me, you know, to, you know, proclaim the good news to the captives, to set the captives free, to proclaim liberty and, and all the great things that that verse says. That's the inspiration for my ministry, for Smart and Barrett Ministries. And so I'm thinking, well, Beauty for Ashes is such a, you know, powerful phrase. And there's already actually a woman I follow whose ministry is named Beauty for Ashes. So I'm thinking, okay, that's kind of taken and there's joy for mourning and, you know, there's healing. And I'm thinking, okay, well, healing is a common theme. So I decided to think of how can I allow, you know, let women know, let people know that this is a ministry for the women who desire to be healed, who are healed, who are healing everything in that process. And so I was just like, healed woman, you know, healed woman in the sense that, you are healed the minute that you touch the hem of Jesus Christ. Come on, the woman with the issue of the blood. You are healed in that moment, albeit a physical ailment that was, you know, that was uh, ruining her life. She was physically healed in that moment. But we're talking about spiritual healing, emotional healing, coming out of our toxic graves. Come on, my sisters. This is what we are here for. We are here to heal. So you are healed the minute that you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but it's a process as well. So it really could be healed woman, healing woman, okay? We're going to be healing, walking out of these graves for, you know, however long it takes for us to reach that full recovery process. And sometimes, to be quite frank, you may not you may not reach 100% recovery on this side of eternity, and that's okay. So we've called it Healed Woman because we are healed in Jesus Christ and we accept that this is a process we'll be going through in his name, you know, through Christ-centered recovery. So let me know what you all think. I would love to know your feedback because this is for you. This ministry is for me, for you, for God's glory. And so I really want you all to be well represented when you think of Healed Woman. So let me know. I love that name and I love and I hope that you all love it too. In addition to rebranding, some big changes are coming. Okay, not big, but changes are always happening on my channel because I am literally building as I grow. You know, I'm growing through it. I'm growing pains. My favorite, favorite female minister, pastor, Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. Come on, someone, if you follow her. She has a sermon entitled Growing Pains, and that is literally the definition of this phase of my life, just growing pains, growing into all that God has for me. So, I am constantly thinking about how I can make my impact, you know, how I can grow impact and really, you know, really answer the call in my life. So we will be continuing on this channel. We will be continuing with our series on narcissism and defining narcissism as long as, you know, the Lord puts it on my heart to keep talking. But eventually I'm going to break it up into seasons. So this is just season one right now where we are just, you know, building blocks of narcissism. And then we're going to graduate to talking about, 
you know, not just the abuser, but the abusee, you know, symptoms or, or just, you know, the hard truths of being someone who's in an abusive relationship and why, you know, why you gravitate towards relationships like that and why there is a lacking element of self-love because, you know, in any abusive relationship, you're really in an abusive relationship with yourself, okay? There's always an element of self-abuse going on in these abusive relationships. And if you don't target that area, my dear, the abuse will continue. You will continue to believe that you deserve it. So let me not get into my, you know, my podcast frame of mind right now because this was just supposed to be a quick year-end review. But these are some of the things that you can expect later on down, you know, down the road on my channel. I also, for those who don't know, who only follow the podcast, I also have a, I have a YouTube channel where I post these podcasts, but I also have, you know, videos on faith and, and faith-based concepts on Tuesdays. So I post here on Fridays and I post about faith, struggles of a faith walk on Tuesdays. So I will be doing a new series on that channel on Tuesdays around 11 or noon every Tuesday on help me god <laughs> so i'm starting a new series entitled help me god i'm dot 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 and so we're going to be breaking down different things that we really struggle with in the body of christ and getting a biblical perspective on why we're struggling and how to overcome that so if that's something like you are interested in please check out that channel i'm still listed under samara barrett on youtube even though i'm rebranding um as healed woman ministries but my name is still the same so please support your girlfriend i'll support you all if you drop you know handles and tags in the comments below we are here to support each other grow this sisterhood i mean we are a growing ministry we really are so super excited to see where the lord is taking us in 2022 moving into the meat of the message today i told myself we are ending on a good note we have been talking about so many necessary and important aspects of narcissism and really getting the building blocks of narcissism and narcissism and beginning to understand the disease and the treatment and the abuse and really, you know, trying to get into the mind of the abuser, which honestly is not the hill I want to die on. If I could stop talking about narcissism today, I would be jumping up and down. But the Lord is like, no, I really want you to suss this out for your sisters. They need to know, you know, knowledge is power. Getting wisdom and understanding is the principal thing the Lord says in his word. So I am here to advise you all, inform you all, educate, equip, and empower. Come on. That is the basis of my ministry. We are a teaching ministry, okay? I'm here to teach you so that you can avoid potholes that I was once, you know, I was once stuck in. So you know, on the on the heels of, of learning from my mistakes, I definitely wanted to take this episode and make it a little bit more personal. I haven't really shared my story on this platform or in general because I, I never really felt like it was the right time. I didn't think that I was healed enough to be able to share. I, I didn't think that I had anything to offer. But, you know, five episodes in and the Lord is like, what are you doing, my daughter? Share your testimony. So today I wanted to give you all a quick snapshot of where I was this same time last year and this same time two years ago because it is drastically different. My life has drastically changed over the past couple of Decembers. So I know I talk a little bit about my Peace Corps experience, but that was actually where I met my second narcissistic ex or rather my second ex who was a narcissistic abuser. I met my first ex when I was about 21, about five years ago um, in not my college town, but I was in college. I was a senior in college and that ended right before that lasted about two, two and a half years. And that ended right before I left for Peace Corps in 2019. Um, fast forward to November holiday season around, um, yes, excuse me, <laughs> fast forward to holiday season 
of 2019. I have been, you know, in Peace Corps for six, seven, eight months at that point in my country of service. And I, that's where I encounter the second, you know, wolf in sheep's clothing, so to speak. And so that's what the second, you know, the second X. And the last one, um, I'm telling you right now, in Jesus' name, that is the last man that will ever hoodwink me into abuse. And um, he was in my community. He was in my Peace Corps community. And it was, you know, it's holiday time. It is a time where people are really together in that country. It's very big on family and family time. And, you know, me being a volunteer out there all alone, I had no family, you know. So I, I it was convenient for me to get close to him and his family. And then so that's kind of where our... our um, love affair that's where our relationship started me just being in a low place being isolated feeling alone and lonely and and feeling like I really wanted to connect with someone at that time and and just being in a very vulnerable place I would say vulnerable state of mind and of course him being an opportunist the narcissist that he was being an opportunist and and seeing this girl far from home alone you know in need of someone to spend the holidays with and so you know those two um the perfect love storm, you know, was born. So I wanted to share with you all where I was in 2019 and then where I was in 2020. So in 2019, it was all new, you know, the same time two years ago, it was all new, it was getting to know him, it was being wrapped up in, you know, the love bomb cycle that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago. It was being completely swept off my feet and feeling like, wow, I can, you know, I can discover happiness here on this farm. For those who don't know, I lived on a farm for a year. So, you know, take that to the bank (laughs) stories that I could tell you all one day. So, yes, I lived on a farm and it was completely out of my element and I was very vulnerable, like I said. And, you know, he was the opposite of that. He made me feel safe. Well, you know. He at first made me feel safe. We all know how that, you know, that bubble burst eventually, inevitably. And I felt like I could, you know, really be around him and his family. He had a son. And so we spent a lot of time around the holidays together into January and February. And then the world fell apart, you know, last year, that same time the world fell apart. And I was suddenly, tragically and um, detrimentally evacuated from my Peace Corps country of service back to the United States in the middle of a now blooming panini, you know, now the, the pandemic was starting. So it was a lot. It was a lot to take in, you know, being in this relationship, being long distance, not fully knowing, not having had enough time with him. I was only with him for about three months physically before I was evacuated. So I was really ripped away from him in a tragic way. And so there was a lot of confusion and whiplash going on that I had no idea that this man was narcissistic. You know, that distance really, really hid a lot of the, you know, more insidious parts of his personality because I didn't see it every day. Um, So of course, the abuse made it through the phone, you know, there's no hiding these people, their their personalities come out, whether it's virtually long distance in person, you know, it was just a matter of time. Um, So unfortunately, I sustained that relationship long distance for nine months, you know, from March of last year to December of last year. So that leads me to my comparison of where I was last year. So 2019, just to give you all a recap, 2019, I'm falling for this guy. We're in a long distance relationship from March to December of last year. And it was around October, November that I was like really sick of the abuse and feeling very empty, feeling like a shell of myself, wondering what is happening. Um, I was just in a really low place, very depressed, not clinically, but just not, I was just so numb. I was numb. There was nothing I was looking forward to. Things were still pretty ugly with the pandemic. It was just a really hard time for me in life. And 
And I really needed to let go. I needed to let go of the notion that I was going to go back to Peace Corps. You know, I, I volunteers held on to the idea that we were going to be back in the field in a matter of months. And so we were holding on to this timeline that just kept getting extended, extended, extended. And it was like, okay, in one month, we'll be back in two months and three months. This will blow over in four months, six months, eight months pass. And it's like, we're not going back overseas, are we? <laughs> so once I let that idea go and I was like, I'm moving on, I've got to get rid of this dead weight overseas. And so I made the biggest leap of my life besides leaping, you know, into the unknown, into Peace Corps. I took a leap of faith, honestly, and I went back to my Peace Corps country of service, basically to say goodbye, basically to say goodbye. I mean, it was an untenable situation. I really didn't know how to break up with this guy virtually, you know, long distance. And a key part of the story that I'm leaving out is that I had a ring. This man proposed to me probably about two weeks before we were evacuated. Of course, we had no idea that um, we were going to be evacuated when he proposed. And me being so... Um, I would say naive and honestly trauma bonded to him. I said yes because I didn't know how to say no. Basically, I said yes to the proposal because I didn't know how to say no. That was the nail in the coffin for me. It was at that moment. I was like, wow, I don't want to marry this guy, but I do not know how to say no to him. So here I am trapped under his thumb. So I needed to give this man back his ring and I needed to get some of the stuff I had left back in my Peace Corps country of service and I really needed to get physical closure. So I went last year, the same time, I was literally in my Peace Corps country of service on the farm, hanging out, being among the toucans and the parrots and the palm trees, um, you know, with him and his family. And it felt awful because I knew what was coming. It was like he thought I was coming to visit and that we were going to, you know, at some point be reunited. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking this is the end of the road for us. So another low moment, another very traumatic event, you know, just trying to figure out how to let the sky down easy, how to just not be that person, not be that girlfriend. I thought I was sparing him, you know, by going back and doing it in person, giving him back the ring in person versus just, you know, breaking up with him virtually and having that ring that he could have given to someone else. God forbid he gives it to someone else. Let's be honest. I don't want anyone else to have that ring from him, but that's not, you know, for me to control. So long story short, two years back to back were just the lowest times of my life. And if you're wondering, yes, I did break up with him. Yes, I did give back the ring. Yes, it sucked. It was the worst experience of my entire life literally happening across borders in the middle of a raging pandemic. I really did step out into the darkness in a very unsafe time to do this, but I needed to start, you know, 2021 on a good foot. I needed to know that I wasn't going to drag that dead weight into this new year. So this same time last year, I was going through one of the fiercest, you know, fiercest times of my life. And ever since then, I have been on this beautiful journey to healing and restoration and wholeness in Jesus Christ because Lord knows I have been broken and shattered into pieces laid out on the floor strewn across countries you know borders have seen bits and pieces of me that I have yet to recover but in Jesus name I am healed I am healed I am healing I'm committed to healing I'm committed to the work that you know the Lord has put on my heart because I get to prevent or I get to educate women so that they can prevent, you know, themselves from getting into a situation like that. You know, I, I'm here to 
help you avoid, you know, falling into that trap because it's so ugly. It's so ugly on the other side. You know, it's it's awful. You think being discarded is awful? Try being the one who has to discard. And we're not doing it maliciously. We're like, you are dead weight. You are literally dragging me down. You have reduced me to a shell of myself. I'm just trying to get you off of me. You know, it's like a it's like an organism realizing that a parasite has attached themselves, you know, to the organism and the organism's like how do I like how how did you get attached and how do I get you off of me (laughs) the parasite's not going to leave on its own you have to make the conditions untenable and that's what I had to do I had to make conditions untenable so that he would not even want you know what I mean so that it wasn't even a question of us getting back together it was like no this is it we are done no more so that's a very condensed version of my story. Of course, I will keep sharing a little bit more um, insight and details in future episodes, but I wanted to give you all sort of like a a personal, a personal note, a personal, you know, page from my journal that healing is possible. You know, a year ago, I was crying my eyes out every single night and I did for the first couple months of 2021, but God, you know, but God, he is so beautiful and he's such a healer and a restorer of broken things and he calls us by our name and not by our situation or our past like he is so incredibly beautiful my sister and I I pray that you all can see past the grim reality of of where you are right now and reach out and touch the garment of Jesus Christ because in that moment my dear you are healed So sticking with the traditional format of my episode after giving you all that beautiful, painful, but it's in the past, uh, my testimony, I wanted to give you all some inspirational scripture to hold on to for this new year, things that the Lord has been putting on my heart. I know he's speaking to me and if he's speaking to me, I can speak to my sisters, to my beautiful sisterhood because we are one and the same on our healing journey. So the Lord has really been putting on my heart Isaiah, like some text from Isaiah specifically. So in Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 through 19, put in the comments, amen, if you knew I was going to reference that verse, the Lord is saying to forget the former things, my dear, forget them, okay? So in his word, he says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Shall you not, uh, excuse me, now it shall spring forth. Shall you not receive it? Shall you not perceive it? Different versions say different things. Some of them say, shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So I know some versions say, I will make a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. My goodness, praise the Lord. He's doing something new in your life, in my life, in our lives, in the collective, you know, the collective lives of everyone on earth. He's doing something new. Something new is about to spring forth. And he's asking, my dear, can you perceive it, my daughter? Can you perceive it? Shall you not know it's coming from me? So the Lord is saying, forget what happened a year, two years, three years ago. Forget what happened yesterday in that relationship. I am bringing you out. I am making a way for you to come out of that grave. That's what he's saying to us today. And it's so fitting that it's two days before the new year because it's time. It's time, my dear. This time last year, I was on my way out of that toxic grave and I want the same for you. I want you to look back a year from now at the end of 2022, God willing, if we make it that far and say, wow, I came out of that. The Lord brought me out of that. He made a way for me in the wilderness and streams in the desert. That's my prayer for you today, my dear. So the Lord has really been putting that verse on my heart because 
he is doing a new thing in this season. I know a lot of us have been in a pruning season where it's been very stagnant, not a lot of uh, growth and evolution has happened, but things have been bubbling beneath the surface. You know what I mean? A lot of change has been happening. Physi physical changes you can't see, you know what I mean? Or, or essential changes, paramount changes to your being, your soul, your spirit has been renewed and now it's going to come through. Now it's going to manifest on the outside, physically in the natural world. The Lord's been stirring up souls and, and calling people out of their graves. And once you come out, you will be revealed to the world a whole new person from the inside out, which is the most important transformation. God coming into your soul and renewing your spirit. So I wanted to share with you all a verse from the verse I was trying to reference earlier from Isaiah 61, the basis for my ministry. And this is this is your cry. This is your prayer for this year. I pray over your life. So Isaiah 61 chapter, uh, Isaiah chapter 61 verses 1 through 4. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Amen, someone. That is such a beautiful passage. I have it written on my um on a chalkboard in my office because it's such a beautiful, <laughs> such a beautiful verse, and it is the basis of everything I do. We are here to turn these ashes into something beautiful, or rather here to allow God to turn these ashes into something beautiful. My God, if you let him, he will. He absolutely will. He's a restorer of all things that are broken. He's the ultimate healer, redeemer, comforter. He's the Messiah. He's the Lord and Savior of your heart, of your life. So I just pray these things over your life, my dear. I pray so many blessings and abundance and prosperity and favor over your next year, your next season, your next beautiful relationship that will not break you, but build you up. I pray these things in the name of our mighty Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I love you all so much. I pray this message and my testimony blessed you today. I pray that you follow my newly rebranded social media accounts at Healed Woman Ministries on Instagram and Facebook. And I will see you, my dear, in the new year. Happy New Year, my sister. Stay blessed. If anything I said resonated with you during this podcast, I'd love to hear your feedback. There are many ways you can reach me. First, via email at samarabarethministries at gmail.com. That's S A M A R A. B-H-A-R-A-T-H ministries at gmail.com or you can find me on social media Facebook at Samara Barrett Instagram at Samara Barrett ministries I would love to hear from you and as it relates to the topic of narcissism if you or someone you know is currently experiencing a life-threatening situation or attempting to leave that situation please reach out to me so I can put you in contact with the adequate resources for you to get help I would love to help you, sis. Please don't hesitate to reach out and we can set something up. Stay blessed, sis. <laughs>